Very few people know that Madame, the famous Russian ballerina, visited our island from April to September 1917. But my husband, Juan Anduce, and I remembered the time vividly. A few weeks ago, on April 23, 1932, Madame lay dying in an obscure hotel in Amsterdam, asking for her swan costume. Play the last measure softly, she whispered to the friends who stood around her. The newspaper headlines quoted. No sooner did she pass away, as she lay still warm in her coffin, than her husband, Victor D'André, was speeding toward London in search of the marriage license which would assure him of his inheritance. Magnificent Ivy House, the mansion surrounded by English gardens and a lake full of swans that once belonged to the painter William Turner, and which Madame had purchased with her savings. But I knew he'd never find it. I had destroyed the license, a yellowed parchment written in Cyrillic characters years before. When I read the article, I was overwhelmed with recollections. I have lived for fifteen years on this island, almost half as long as I lived in Russia. I still love the color red, as all Russians do. Rus, after all, means red, something few people realize because it's so obvious. But my Russian heart is beginning to feel stifled. Incredibly enough, I am growing tired of this island's splendid sun, and I miss winter. I would give anything to hear its silence, the stillness that precedes the blizzard, oblivion's snowflakes sifting quietly over my graying head. When my husband, Juan, was still alive, I had very little time to brood over these things, because we had the ballet school and needed to keep our students whirling like tops in the studio we built together in San Juan. It was on the second floor of an old house, with several wrought iron balconies that opened onto the shady Plaza de Armas. The academy was Madame's gift to us when she left the island. The training is difficult and very demanding, but its benefits are countless. It not only gives young men and women the opportunity to find jobs as dancers, it also gives them self-respect and a sense of who they are. This was Madame's original wish, and I have done my utmost to put it into effect. Juan died of a punctured appendix a few months ago, and now I live alone. Fortunately, I still have my studio. But when I close the door after the day's last student has left, I plunge into despair. Time erases everything, and at the end we are left with nothing. I refuse to become a ghost, a woman without a country, without love and without memories, clutching at my own shadow. I was thirty-nine years old when I made the decision to leave Madame's company when she traveled to South America. I stayed behind on this island, where I married Juan Anduce, the cobbler hired to repair the dancer's slippers when our ballet company was stranded here during the Great War. For three months, we were virtual prisoners. It was a nightmare for all of us. The company's ballerinas wore out dozens of slippers each week, and it was impossible to have new ones delivered during our tour because of the German submarines. So Madame had to improvise. That's when Juan Anduce, 
my future husband, turned up. His green eyes gleaming with the island's lushness and a mischievous smile on his face.